the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KYCR Golden Valley, your exclusive Twin Cities home for the Ramsey Show. Live weekday afternoons from 1 to 4. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Biden is expected to sign legislation today to raise the debt ceiling. He hails the agreement as a rare example of bipartisan cooperation. Passing this budget agreement was critical. The stakes could not have been higher. If we had failed to reach an agreement on the budget, there were extreme voices threatening to take America for the first time in our 247-year history into default. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin says Washington won't stand for China's attempts to exert control over America's allies in the Indo-Pacific region. One thing that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin had said is that really partnerships are the key to keeping security and prosperity in the region. And if you look at all the difficulties that they have between trade, Taiwan, including the territory in the South China Sea, uh, these two are miles apart. That's the BBC's Monica Miller, and this is SRN News. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer, whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested. Don't argue. Don't resist. Don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now. Complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. The process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go and is likely to be bumpy. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. If you're going to fix complicated problems, you have to learn how to fix simple problems first. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Um, did you miss the debt crisis? The debt ceiling crisis? Yeah, I, I told you it wouldn't really turn into much of anything, and it didn't. Did it? No. It was never going to be a big deal. We really didn't spend much time on it on the show, and not going to spend any time on it now. Because uh, passed both the House and the Senate, and um, by the time you hear this, I believe Pres- I believe President Biden will have signed the bill into law, uh, and um, and what that means. So this is interesting. You might think about. It. So what does this mean? 
in order for, and I'm going to talk mostly about inflation, but I'm also going to talk about money because inflation, money does cause inflation. Um, when the federal when the federal government had to stop borrowing, when it hit the limit for the first time, and then says we're going to engage in quote unquote special measures, what that means in large part is they are manipulating the size of their bank account. Okay, so you could imagine that you you can imagine yourself being in a world where, and I don't like the credit card analogy mostly, but let's um, let's just use that for a minute. You have a credit card, you've maxed it out. You owe interest on the credit card, uh, and you have other expenses: your rent, your food, your gas, and so on. But you have a job, you have money coming in. And so you can work to try to, uh, to, you can do one of two things or three things, right? One of the things you can do is not spend so much on food and gas, going out to eat, watching movies, and so forth. And then apply that money to work your, work your credit card back down from the maximum. That's one option you have. Another is, another is to s- simply... Just pay the interest, don't pay the principal, and just and just find other ways to keep uh, keep the money going, uh, which is what Janet Yellen and the U.S. Treasury were doing. They were tapping other places, looking for other ways in which they could find dollars to keep their expenses going. And you could do that. You can you can look under the seat cushions to see if there's some more quarters in there or. Or have you? If you've never done this, okay. I'm going to say if you've never done this, you're probably not telling the truth. You probably got a bunch of coins in your in your car for parking. Have you never taken those coins into a store to buy yourself a pop because you didn't want to stop at the ATM to take out a twenty? Ah, I bet you have. Okay. Yes. Nowadays we just take out our phone and and boop boop off it goes. But but you get the point. So what happens when all of a sudden you now have a whole lot new space to spend money? You're, you're, you, you call the bank and the bank calls you back and says, yeah, you know what? We're going to give you an extra $1,000 on your credit limit on your, on your charge card. Well, what happens? You go to the store and you start to refill your, 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 uh, closets and your refrigerator and your freezer with food that you ran down during the period when you didn't have an increase in the limit. So this is what the Treasury was in general doing. It was taking pockets of money that were saved for other purposes, borrowing against them to continue to spend the amount that they have coming in, along with the billions and billions of dollars that shows up every day in tax receipts. But eventually, you have to cut back on your spending, or you have to get someone to increase your limit. Now, in increasing the limit, here's what's going to happen next. The, Fed, the, the U.S. Treasury now needs to refill the bank account that it had, which typically has billion, dollars. 400, $500, $500 billion. They typically have somewhere between $300 billion and half a trillion, $500 billion, dollars in something that's called the Treasury General Account, who's the who's the uh, bank who has the bank account of the U.S. Treasury? Well, of course, it's the Federal Reserve. One of the reasons you have a central bank is that they serve as the as the fiscal agent of the government. They they actually send the checks to where the checks have to go, or they cover the checks for where the checks have to go. A little more complicated, but but you can imagine them just with a check with a checkbook that draws money directly from the Federal Reserve and buying stuff with it. They ran the checking account all the way down to just about zero. On, on Wednesday of this week, the checking account of the U.S. government was down to $49 billion. Sounds like a lot of money. But the government spends somewhere between 30 and $60 billion a day. And if they had to spend and, and takes in, 20, 30, 40, 50, sometimes more 
billions dollars in tax in, in, in tax revenues, tariffs, and, and so forth in a day. The account runs down if the bills you got to pay that day is less than the amount of money you pulled in that day. You probably wouldn't run out on with 49, $49 billion, but $49 billion on Wednesday, and they said they were going to run out on Monday, was plausible. It could happen. Might not, but they would, you know, maybe they could have figured out another way to put a, a few extra billion in just to cover the checks that day. But at any rate, they now don't have to, and now they're going to refill it. Now, here's the catch. And this is the part that, that, that I think will have impact on financial markets and may even influence Fed policy. For the government to refill its treasury account at the Fed, it is going to have to go out and sell a lot of bonds over the next week or two weeks or three weeks. In the process of doing so, it is going to be competing with other places that are trying to borrow money. So, for example, I I looked at this morning's newspaper, my local newspaper, and my local newspaper says that there is a credit union here in the St. Cloud area that is offering 10-month certificates of deposit paying 5.1%. The U.S. government is competing with that to get your savings by saying, we're going to give you something that's even safer. It's called it's called uh, a government bond. But you're looking at that like, yeah, but I can get 5.1% over here from the credit union. Why shouldn't I do that? Oh, all right. We'll pay you an extra... We'll pay you an extra 10 basis points above what we were, what we were offering yesterday. Oh, well, okay. I'll give it to you instead. The point here is, in the process of refilling the that refilling that checking account that the government has at the Fed, you're going to see interest rates rise on Treasury securities, and that will generally drive up interest rates on other items as well. And that is the background for what it is that the Federal Reserve is going to have to do. Is it's going to be going into this meeting observing two more things that it didn't observe in the jobs report that we just talked about in the last hour. Don't forget, go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, get the podcast if you missed that hour, uh, so that you can hear it, you can hear it later. And we will tell you why 3.7% unemployment, that didn't bother me too much. 339,000 jobs added, that number's probably pretty real. And it feels like, it feels pretty real. And it seems like it seems like the economy is still growing at a pretty significant rate, um, which 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 is very interesting because if GDP goes up one percent and you're adding all these jobs, what do you think is going down? Productivity. Productivity is going down, as a result. But anyway, let me get back to let me get back to the other story. The the government, the Federal Reserve, will now have to observe both interest rates rising in the short term because of increase U.S. government borrowing because they haven't been able to issue net new debt since January. they got to make up for lost time. That's going to short-term push interest rates up. And then the other part is going to be what happens with prices, what's happening with prices and certain prices, and whether or not that's actually increasing things as well. Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to wait on that clip here, but, but, but the CPI report that's coming up here in a in a few in 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 about ten days from now is going to be so important, so important to whether or not the Federal Reserve raises or doesn't raise. I don't think this skip or not skip story is over. And as I said in the last hour, and I'm going to expound on it here in this hour. I think there's a. I think there's going to be a tug of war in the Fed. I think I now know what. I now what know what the chair wants to do. But I think there's a groundswell, of people out there saying no, 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 no. We can't stop yet. We just can't stop yet. Let's take a break here. When we come back, I'll tell you why I don't think they're ready to stop yet. Even though there are signs that these rising prices are dragging down the economy a little bit. Uh, we'll have we'll have that for you here as well. Right after these messages, King Banyan Show, The Biz, fourteen forty. 
From Elk River to the Congo River and Cannon Falls to Niagara Falls, we're where you are. We are Twin Cities Business Radio. Stream the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. You're not going to like my answer, Daryl. Oh, boy. Number one, either your house sells or you cut bait. I wouldn't close on the deal unless the other one's gone. Got it. What I am just describing is very emotional. Because what I just did is I stuck a pin in your dream and blew it up. And that is heartbreaking. I never tell people to own two houses at once. One foot on the boat, one on the dock, the dock's leaving. Your butt's going to get wet. Rent free from debt with The Ramsey Show. Weekday afternoons, 1 to 4. Live on the Biz 1440. Looking to make a difference? Volunteer for your local fire department. Join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Visit makemeafirefighter.org. Welcome back, King Banging Show, the Biz 1440. Happy summer. It's here, it's real. Hang on just a second. I should have grabbed it. Grab my water. Here, I'll put that over there. But I'll keep talking to you here on the King Banyan Show. On the Biz 1440, we are talking about, I was talking about what's happening with prices right now. And as I mentioned, I played a little bit of this in the first hour. But this is um, uh, this is a uh, important uh, part of uh, the of the story, I think, is what's happening with not just with wages, but I think also with prices. We played some of this in the last hour. Cameron Mitchell runs runs a series of restaurants, and he shows up periodically on CNBC's Squawk Box to talk. He was on yesterday morning prior to the uh, jobs report, and he had he had some interesting things to say about what's going on in the market uh, in restaurants right now. Let's play first. Cut number two. Canary in the coal mine. Um... And I'd say probably two months ago, six six weeks ago, we really started to see uh, traffic declines, uh, particularly in our higher-end segments, trading down to our mid-priced and lower-priced segments, uh, and particularly on the weekend, uh, which I think is uh, where the more celebrations are and people out spending, where the business week and, and midweek business is still holding on pretty steady. So the market is beginning to slow down in high-end restaurants. And people are, are are reacting as you're supposed to do. When prices rise, and if they're rising faster than your income is rising, your response most likely will be 
to find ways to substitute cheaper goods for more expensive goods. And he continues with this, cut number three. Within the restaurants themselves, we are seeing less, uh, slightly less appetizer sales, maybe uh, some trading down to a little lesser expensive entree items. But uh, and it's slight at this point in time. It's, you know, four or five percent. It's not uh, debilitating, uh, but it is. Um, and we've still got average check right. holding up sales. But sales are flat to down now where they haven't been for years, especially coming out of uh Coming out of the pandemic. Uh, coming out of the pandemic, people wanted experiences. And they jammed into restaurants. As I mentioned in the last hour, employment in the restaurant business has now gotten almost all the way back to where it was pre-pandemic. It's not quite there. And I would actually I actually don't know why we'd expect it to get a hundred percent there, except for the fact that people really did want to get into People really wanted to get into having those experiences. So it doesn't surprise me as well that the impact that he's seeing in terms of smaller spending in the restaurants is largely happening on that weekend traffic where he says you see celebrations. He means what that what that tells me is it's the leisure or household guest at a restaurant rather than the business guest doing, you know, who's out uh, uh, conferring with a, a customer or a colleague. That is where that, where that decline is happening the most. So I think the Federal Reserve has, has got to pay attention to what it sees in terms of a slowdown. I mentioned this in the last segment, and I want to re, reintroduce this topic to you. You see 339,000 additional jobs in, in May. 250-some thousand in April. That happens at the same time as you get a... you get GDP numbers growing at 1, 1.5%. The only way that can be true is if productivity is going down, which means on the... which means putting it together... The cost of producing a unit of labor, uh, unit of the labor cost of producing a unit of output, excuse me, the labor cost of producing a unit of output is much lower than it was um, than it was before the pandemic. It's much higher, right? The cost of hiring the the cost of labor going into a unit of output is much greater. This is a pressure. That is happening on prices right now. There were productivity numbers that came out this week. They'll be projecting productivity numbers as they go into as they go into the Fed meeting. And I believe that this is this is something that's out there that we have to be concerned about. If it turns out that price price increases continue to stay sticky, again, wages came down one tenth of one percent, so we still have wage increases at four point three percent. We tend to think that wages should grow at your target inflation rate of 2% plus whatever you think the productivity numbers are, the underlying long-run productivity of labor. But right now, and for the last several, several quarters, productivity has been negative. So your unit labor costs are rising dramatically. And this is why I, I am concerned that the Fed might hit the reverse signal a little too early and 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 create a real create a real crisis for us in terms of letting having us stuck with three three and a half four percent inflation for as far as the eye can see we're not there yet indeed right now the the expected inflation rate from financial markets in the U.S. is actually a little under that which we see in Germany, which is sort of the gold standard in terms of having a strong reputation for fighting inflation. We're still a little bit below them, but for how much longer that could happen? Uh, could that happen? Uh, let's play another clip. This is Joe Lavornia, who works at who is an economist at SMBC Nika Securities. 
Uh, he was a former member of the National Economic Council uh, during, uh, during uh, uh, the Trump administration, and he, he had this to say on CNBC on Thursday. Uh, cut number one, please. Well, Powell, Jay Powell came out a few weeks ago and talked about the uh, mention pause. And then Chris Waller, who's basically his right-hand man from everything I understand, yeah, Waller, came out and said, saying. well, we might be hiking. So I said, oh, wait a minute, the left and right hands aren't, aren't connected here. And then you've had a lot of different commentary. Joe, the reality is once they pause, the market's then going to assume they, they want to ease, which is the right conclusion the market will draw. I think so. The, so this is an important point. What the Fed is, tra- is trying to signal is we're going to we're going to why they want to use the word skip rather than pause pause means to most to most observers you hit the top and you're and now you're going to stay there for a while and your next step is down that's what Lavornia is saying however what is more likely to happen at least in my mind what is more likely to happen is the opposite which is that which is that they're going to stop for a moment and because I think the inflation numbers are still going to come in strong, because I still think labor market, the unit labor cost of uh, unit labor cost of production, is going to get stuck at this four to five percent level, as the as market analysts and the Federal Reserve dig in to why the inflation rate still seems to be at four percent. I think, in fact, they are going to have to increase, and it's going to be hard to increase if you keep having to have people go out and jawbone in one direction or the other to say, say, on the one hand, we're going down, and the other hand, no, 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 we're going, you know, rates are going to go down, we're going to pause, and you have someone else turn around and say otherwise. By the way, I will disagree with Lavornia to this extent. Chris Waller is not Jay Powell's right-hand person. He's Jim Bullard's right-hand person. Was for quite some time. Okay, Waller is as hawkish as any of the seven governors, including Powell. Um, he is because his hawkishness comes out of being so closely affiliated and working with, um, working with Bullard at the St. Louis Fed. He came to the board of governors out of being the head of research in St. Louis. So I don't believe that that the Powell Waller disconnect is really newsy. I think that actually is pretty normal. But what happened on Wednesday is the part where I think it did get very it did get very newsy, which is that you had the Fed, you had the, the, the Federal Reserve out basically uh, you had not the Federal Reserve yeah you had Federal Reserve people like Philip Jefferson and like Patrick Harker speaking in public and saying in public, well, you know, we think a pause is, we think a skip is actually a good thing for us to do here. They don't want to pause. They do want, they, 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 they don't want to say pause. They want to say skip instead. And I think, I think therefore that this is, this is putting them into a bad place right now. I think they are they are stuck with trying to do something that the Fed hasn't done before. So they've said we don't really want forward guidance because we don't want you to rely too too much on what it is we are saying. Okay, because we don't know where we're going any more than you do. We want to do something, but at the same time, we want to do something that we haven't done before. Well, they have, but you have to go back 15 to 20 years to find times when they went up a quarter point, then waited, waited, and went up another quarter point, and they kept signaling, hey, we have a bias toward tightening, but we're not going to tighten just yet. They haven't used that language for some time. They're going to have to dig through some old FOMC statements to find when they did that before. And it's going to be very interesting to see how they can continue to communicate that over the over the next few um, over the next few uh, cycles, because if they're going to now go to every other meeting, or every two meeting, or every three meetings, or every four meetings, even, I think that's I think that's a pivot that is going to require them to talk more uh, rather than less. When we get back, I want to play one more set of cuts for you. This from a former Fed governor. 
who I think has a pretty good grasp of what's of what's happening right now. Uh, we'll be back right after this. You are listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Arby's Computer Service. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boots. Arby's Computer Service. My dad says I'm his pride and joy. My mommy says I was her big surprise. My mom says I'm her best helper. I'm adopted. My dad says I was a gift. That's right, kids. Each of you are a miracle and a blessing from God. Hello, my name is Angie. I work with Pro-Life Across America. The Billboard People. If you know someone who is pregnant and in need of confidential counseling, including alternatives to abortion or post-abortion assistance, please call Pro-Life Across America at one 800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org Prolife Across America is educational, non-political and tax deductible. Please help support our life-saving outreach. A baby child is being 18 days from conception. Welcome back, King Bang Show, the Biz 1440. Meanwhile, the Federal Reserve, as we've been talking about somewhat, but but uh, we, we want to make sure we don't make uh, uh, this particular mistake. And the mistake we could make is that is that we stop fighting inflation too soon. Okay, and so I wanted to I wanted to play this particular piece for you. Hang on, just a second. Make sure I've got the right. Make sure I've got the right clip here. Uh, but this is uh, this is uh, uh, this is an important little nugget. This was uh, uh, Randy Krosner, who was uh, governor of the Federal Reserve. Uh, now is a now uh, works, I believe, for the Hoover. I think he's at Hoover. Not not Hoover. Uh, Booth School, the University of Chicago. Um, Randy Krosner, uh, former former uh, governor of the Federal Reserve was on Bloomberg uh, talking about this very problem that I'm trying to describe. And this very succinct way tells you what the problem is. Let's play cut 11, please, Spencer. 
Yeah, I don't see any evidence for rate cuts coming uh, anytime soon. Now, there could be some sort of geopolitical event or some, something extreme like that that happens. But, but for that, the Fed is going to hang tough. They remember what happened to the Fed in the late 1970s, early 80s, when, they, when the Fed pulled back too quickly, when they thought, ah, we've vanquished inflation. They didn't. Inflation went back up, and then they had to raise rates to double-digit levels. And so the question right now at the Federal Reserve is, what rate is the right rate? Uh, and this all started, and you might have heard it in the clips we played in the last hour when we had Jeff Rosenberg talking and and, and um, Tom Keene, who I love and why I love being at the, at the Biz 1440, because from time to time on the Biz, you on, during the weekdays, you get to hear Tom Keene on Bloomberg Surveillance. Um, he's, an, he's an institution. I, I, I love the guy. Uh, but he's really funny. He gets stuck on certain. He likes to talk about very interesting economic concepts that are very esoteric. And so I'm going to spend a little time. I'm going to spend a little time giving you one esoteric uh, measure, um, and that is R star. What is R star? Okay. Pre-pandemic, the Federal Reserve, um, the Federal Reserve of New York used to publish this number that they would call the natural real rate of interest, which when we would draw graphs of money markets and so forth, and I wanted to tell you where the, or if I wanted to draw you a graph of anything, and I would look at the price on one axis, on a vertical axis, and the quantity of something on a horizontal axis, and I wanted to describe where equilibrium is, I would I would mark it on the vertical axis. I would write down whatever that price is. Maybe it's the price of money or an interest rate. And to show it's the equilibrium, I would either put a bar over the top of it or a star. So R star just means an equilibrium real rate of interest. And they would actually publish a number for you. And that number... That number would come out. Um, that number would be come out uh, uh, regularly from the New York Federal Reserve. It was on their website. So, about um, I want to say about uh, uh, two weeks ago. Uh, two weeks ago, the New York Fed go, uh, Fed President John Williams goes out and gives a speech uh, at. Uh, at uh, the Tom Laubach Research Conference, right? And we talked about this because we talked about a couple other speeches that were given there. But I didn't mention this one yet because, A, it's esoteric. I really didn't plan to, I, I didn't plan to talk about this, but given what, what's happened with the Fed and given this little, and the fact that uh, Tom Keene's kind of like all a flutter over our star, I thought I'd, I'd, I'd mention this to you. They are actually trying to estimate it again. And Tom Laubach was the economist at the New York Fed who was credited with doing the hard work of calculating what they thought our star was. Okay? And so, and, and so um, the, uh, the, the paper that came out uh, um, that was first uh, him with Laubach, uh, John Williams with Laubach alone, and then adding Catherine Holson, who's another economist at the at the Fed, and they started to estimate what that number was. Before the pandemic, their estimate was one half of one percent. Why does this matter to you or to me? Because for for the interest rate to be for us to be at a restrictive rate of interest on the Fed funds rate, we must have we must have the real rate of interest uh, real fund, Fed funds rate of interest, the inflation-adjusted rate of interest, be above this R star. So if you argue it's one half a percent, or if you argue it's three quarters of one percent, then that means that you're not tight on monetary policy until the the policy rate you're charging is a good bit above. What you see is the current inflation rate, the underlying expected rate of inflation, plus this R star. What happened during the pandemic was because everything was kind of 
kitty wampus, and that's that's a technical term. Um, everything was kind of kitty wampus in in financial markets. They pulled that back. Now, here you are, and and at a moment when we're trying to figure out where the top rate is, out comes the New York Fed two weeks ago, saying, "Hey, look at us over here." This is two Wednesdays ago. Um, look at us over here. We're bringing back our estimate of our star. And I'll, 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 I'll uh, have for you, I have for you on uh, the Twitter feed using our hashtag pound KBRS, I have for you the copy of the speech and you can click on their tables and their footnotes and you can read through to see what it is that they are, they are charging right, saying right now. So based on their new R star estimates, um, their new R star estimates for for this number, uh, you, you you will see that they believe that R star estimated as of right now is about where it would have been in the period before uh, you're there at about approximately three quarters of one percent. So not a half a percent, but actually something closer to three quarters of a percent. And because because they're able to give you a number for like that, it, what that means is if you think the inflation rate is 4%, the current inflation rate is in the area of 4%. And suppose you think our star is 4 and 3 quarters percent. That means it, it, it's 3 quarters of 1%. Then 4.75 is what they would call a neutral Fed funds rate for the inflation rate as it is now, and if you actually want the inflation rate to come down from 4% to 2%, you actually have to have the rate above 4.75. The rate right now is 5 to 5 and a quarter. That will actually put some pressure to bring inflation down, but that's a pretty small gap, and it's very, it's very possible that, it's very possible that it would take two to three years with that small a gap for inflation to move from 4% back down to 2%. The further you're away, the more restrictive it is, the faster the inflation rate will come down, but the more likely it is for us to have a, have a recession at the same time. So, so the New York Fed publishes this paper, and, and it's at a meeting where everybody, in Fed world is at this meeting. And Williams, who was Laubach's colleague, then boss, and co-author, and now his friend has passed away, his colleague has passed away, and he's now and and they shelved the R Star report. Now they bring it back and now and now like it's on. They are having themselves they are actually having themselves quite, quite a fuss as a result of this, okay. And and if you look at what they think is where they are right now versus um, versus where the market seems to be playing them, they're trying to tell the market as well. You guys think our star is too is is too low compared to where we think it is. So they're trying to tell market participants no that rate needs to be that 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 rate needs to be above um it needs to be above where you think it is and so and so this week we get loretta mester coming out who comes out on tuesday and says says uh okay getting the debt ceiling deal done removes a big piece of uncertainty I'm now able to go back onto my horse. We've told you time and time again here on the King Banyan Show, Mester is a hawk on inflation, pretty significant hawk on inflation. Okay, and she and she comes out and says, "You've removed this big piece of uncertainty, and therefore, I don't quote, I don't really see a compelling reason to pause, meaning waiting until you get more evidence." Um, to decide to decide what to do, 
I would see more of a compelling case for bringing rates up and then holding for a while until you get less uncertainty about where the where the economy is going. She said this Wednesday morning uh, in an interview with the Financial Times. Right? I need to take a break here. When I get back, I'm going to tell you what happened next because Master comes out with this story and almost immediately an avalanche of negative commentary comes in the other direction saying, no, 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 we want to pause and this is what's driving the market to do what it's doing right now. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. Looking for a new way to give back to your community, learn new skills, and make a real difference? Consider volunteering with your local fire department. The majority of U.S. firefighters and emergency responders are volunteers, answering the call when their community needs them. Be part of a dedicated team of volunteers who step up and protect their community from all types of hazards. You can be the difference. There's no typical firefighter. Anyone can volunteer to serve their community. Volunteering as a first responder is really about having the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. Aside from helping your community and being there for those in need, being a member of the Volunteer Fire Service provides many benefits, including an opportunity to learn new skills and join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Your community needs you. Will you answer the call? Learn more and find a local volunteer opportunity at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. For over a century, local broadcasting has evolved with the needs of the community. We move past the stigmas of opinion journalism and bring the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text RADIO to 52886 and tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. There's only one option in the Twin Cities to get multiple competitive bids on siding, roofing, or windows without a parade of long-winded, high-pressure salespeople. Set up a free appointment with me today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. From Lakeville to Lake Superior and Champlin to Chile, we're where you are. The Biz 1440, Twin Cities Business Radio. Listen in anytime, anywhere at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Tell you what, it's been humid enough in the last few uh, last week that uh, I felt like I was in Hawaii. Got that nice ocean breeze, hopefully uh, cooling me off a little bit. King Banyan Show, the Biz fourteen forty. Thank you for uh, spending time with us today. Appreciate it very much. Um, I um, I tell you what, it's this. So I've tried to explain the R Star story to you, and there's a debate among. Fed officials and among private economists, academic economists, about what this the basic concept is this. You have to come up with some measure of what you think the natural real or neutral real rate of interest is. The one that causes inflation to stay stable. And so a number is put out at a speech 
in on at a place that is named in honor of the guy that did a lot of the research on this concept, the modern guy, modern day person, Tom Laubach, uh, who recently passed away. They come out, give this talk. Mester, probably buoyed by this, says, well, look, you know, if it's like three quarters of a percent or even one percent, maybe, then five percent isn't high enough. We uh, go higher. Almost immediately, um, like within uh, at the lunchtime period, uh, reported, I'm reading a report from Yahoo Finance, uh, Federal Reserve Governor Philip Jefferson and Philadelphia Federal Reserve President Patrick Harker uh, suggested Wednesday that the central bank could pause hikes at its next policy meeting. Um, so Jefferson comes out and says, Look, a decision to hold our policy rate constant at a coming meeting should not be interpreted to mean we've reached the peak rate for this cycle. Skipping a rate hike at the coming meeting would allow the committee to see more data before making decisions about the extent of additional policy firming. And Harker, uh, who was um, Harker, who was uh, at, uh, I'm trying to remember, uh, okay, so they're giving speech, I'm sorry, they were not in the same place. One was in Washington, one was in Philadelphia, but it's almost an identical thing. Um, Harker in Philly says I'm in a camp increasingly coming into this meeting thinking we should really skip not pause we have to get to a point where we believe policy is restrictive and I think we're close if not at that point right now they are hoping that the inflation data will validate them making this the peak at 5 to 5 and a quarter this is why I think the unemployment report that we talked about in the first hour today was important. So here's what happened. To make sure you understand this, I'm going to read you the data as it currently exists, and I'm reading this to you uh, on, on a Friday afternoon. Uh, I am I'm looking at the data that came in um, uh, came, that came in as a result of uh, today's uh, of the Friday jobs report. A month ago, so if I go back a month, the the stand the the belief of participants in the Fed funds futures market was eighty two percent said that the, the that the rate was going to stay the same, and 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 sixteen percent okay about one six of them was was weighted toward a cut. A week ago at this time, sixty five percent said. There's going to be a rate hike. 36% said rates would stay constant. And there was no implied probability of a rate cut at the June meeting. On, okay, remember, five to five and a quarter. If you think our star is, is three quarters percent, then it's a neutral rate if you think the underlying inflation rate is four to four and a quarter. And if you want it to come down from that to your 2% goal, you've got to get over it. You've got to get on top of it. As a result of today, so on yet on Thursday, 80% chance of, a, of, a, of no change of the skip or pause and 20% chance of a hike based on the statement that was made by statements made by Harker and Jefferson. So from, from say, 65-35 toward hike, you were on Thursday at 80, 80 to, to skip and 20% to hike. As a result of the jobs report, it's now a two-to-one bet. Okay, two-thirds on, on skip, one-third on hike. So the probability of hike went up as a result of the jobs report. So there's a significant amount of pressure right now in the jobs market, I, excuse me, in the, the financial markets right now on what's going to happen. And this is why I think it's so important to think about what will happen in the coming days. Because one more of the three P, three-legged stool of data on which the next, re, the next report will happen comes just before the meeting right just before this meeting uh you're gonna see 
Um, I'm looking at my, my I got to pull up my calendar for next week. Uh, you will see, uh, um, you will see the CPI number come not I say not next week, but will actually come on Tuesday on the 13th, which is the first day of the first day of the uh, of the Federal Reserve the FOMC meeting. So CPI comes out on the very same day they're trying to decide what happens. And I'm telling you, there's a fracture in this group right now to have both to have both uh, folks like like Jefferson and Harker saying I'm leaning towards skip uh, towards skip whereas Mester is saying I think we should we should hike I would think Williams who will be a voting member Jefferson's a voting member Harker is not Mester is not. Um, but there is a significant bit of debate that's happening among them right now. And the jobs report today, or Friday, actually makes it probably a little more likely that the, that the pro-hike side will be out making noise over the next week. I will remind you that because of the way the way the, the the calendar happens, we have heard the last from the Federal Reserve until the meeting on the thirteenth and fourteenth. Because because today Saturday actually starts the silent period, the ten day blackout period, where where Fed officials can't talk about Federal Reserve policy, so they're not out giving speeches or anything. It'll be a pretty light week in terms of the data that's out there, but I think you can expect that there's that you can expect that there will be a lot of action in the markets as they're looking through the data to see any hints that they might have of which way the Federal Reserve is going to lean in the meeting ten days from now. Thank you so much for listening today, Spencer. Thank you for your help on the cuts and so forth, and we'll talk to you next week here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz fourteen forty. to new heights this year on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Join us along with The Money Show on a luxury voyage to the Caribbean and learn from top financial experts like George Gilder and Mark Skelson through workshops and seminars. Relax and refresh, all while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals. Secure your spot today at EagleFinancialCruise.com. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at crazy low prices. They have access to great prices and discounts at over 500 different airlines. 
plus 300,000 hotels and rental car companies. Their prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find the best price for you. Call SmartFares today and get ready to see the world with a fat wallet. 800-989-0841. That's 800-989-0841. Do you want to make a difference in your community? Volunteer with your local fire department. Operational and non-operational positions are available and training is provided. Anyone can be a volunteer. You just need the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. When your community needs you, will you be there to answer the call? Learn more about volunteering at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.